Welcome to Nintendo Voice Chat, IGN's weekly Nintendo show. I'm your host, Zach Ryan, and I'm joined today by four folks who are definitely on my friends list. Per Schneider. Hello, Zach. Tom Marks. Hello. It's been a while, Tom. How you been? Has been. It's been going to be good. Good. And Casey DeFridis. Hello. Casey, Hi, what's Tom. up? Hi. Hey, Zach. Hi. Hi, Where's Brian? <laughs> Hi. Hi, everyone. Where's Brian? Brian's in um, New Jersey. With uh, He took Babby over there to show his ah, family. Yeah, nice. Babby's about the age where you take him over there yeah, and show showing, them off. Yeah, showing Babby where <laughs> Brian was originally formed. That's right. That's right. Um, so Brian won't be with us today, except for in our hearts. Aw. Uh, a lot of, lot of stuff that we're going to talk about today. We're going to talk about some sales uh, numbers from uh, Nintendo News. I know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I had this conversation with you yesterday a little bit, but I was like, uh, I'm tired of talking about sales on this show, but huh. when, when the news is this big and when it's this good, I feel like there's probably Pretty plenty good news, of room. Right? Pl- pl- plenty of room to have those yep. kinds of conversations. So uh, we're going to talk a little bit about that. Um, we got some news about some new tournaments that are coming along. <laughs> um, and then, of course, uh, we had that weird... Non-direct this morning out of uh, Nintendo in- UK. Indirect? Yeah. A Nintendo indirect. As a matter of fact, yeah, that's what we're going to call it, the indirect. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, so why don't we go ahead and get started? Well, hang on. I'm going a little fast because before we get started, I want to ask everybody how they're doing. What's, what's new in your life? <sighs> how are your yeah. two dogs? <laughs> doing fine. The rain has stopped, which means they no longer threaten to pee and poop in the house. Good. That's good. That's good, that's good news. Yeah. Tom, anybody peeing and pooping in your house? Uh, no one that shouldn't be. Great. Okay. I, I guess that you know of. Yeah, yeah, that I know of. No, no, we're good. That's we got good. Well, my straps put up and nothing came back, so, you know. That's great. Nice. Poop Casey, free. what about <laughs> what about you? Uh, the heavy rains have brought flooding into my house, uh. but just enough for it to be slightly annoying, but not enough to warrant leaving, so mm-hmm. everything's just been uh, <laughs> real moist. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Oh. Congrats. <laughs> Gross word. Moving yeah. on. Uh, first topic. Sales uh, for the Switch are absolutely nuts, and I wanted to dive into that, but I didn't want to bury the lead. Let's let's get this out of the way right from the beginning. Um, these numbers come from MPD, uh, sort of their year-end wrap-up, and uh, first and foremost, we're going to lead with this. For the first time since 2009, Nintendo is the highest software revenue-generating publisher of the year. That means 10 years, wow. a whole decade that Nintendo hasn't been in the number one spot. Yep. Now they come roaring back. So back to the Wii age. That's right. Yeah. yeah. Uh, that's good for them. I mean, they took a chance by merging their console and handheld lines with a Switch, and it's paying off now. That's mm-hmm. great. Yeah. That's especially an impressive in a, a year that we've kind of been like, oh, you know, 2018 was a little lighter for Nintendo first-party yeah. stuff. And it's like, no, they're just, I mean, just I killing it. Yeah. yeah. So, so it's, it's actually, I mean, it's... It's very rare that a, the the first year of a console's launch is the most successful year. Usually, right. console business grows over time as the library right. grows and marketing goes up. You know, year two, year three is often bigger than year two and so forth. And so, uh, it, it's good to see that that trend holds true for the Switch. It means well, that it is a vibrant platform that's growing, right? Yeah, and to Tom's point, uh, it's interesting that the Switch managed to do so in a year where they didn't have... Right, a Zelda and a Mario, and you know their their major hitters weren't weren't well, with the exception of Smash, I suppose. Smash is uh, a pretty big hit. Smash yeah. and Pokemon are pretty big. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. That's but true. but they were loaded to the back end of the the year, and mm-hmm. that's you know December obviously was a very successful know, month for them. I know plenty of people who went and bought a Switch just to play Smash. Oh yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. Like, oh yeah. So many. I know people who had. Got the Switch at launch, played Zelda, and then immediately sold it, and then went and rebought one just for Smash. Well, then to its credit, yeah, Pokemon Pokemon hit harder than I thought it was going to. Mm-hmm. Like, no, no disrespect to Let's Go, I, yeah. I just didn't expect that game I was, to light a fire under people. I was in the same boat as you, as as sort of a reboot remake. 
a situation I didn't I didn't expect people to glom onto it as much as they did. Yeah. So. Which is cool yeah. to see that they did because it was yeah. a really great game. Yeah. So this is obviously MPD tracks data in the U.S. Right. Mm-hmm. So it's based on U.S. sales in Japan. The Switch has also been doing pretty well. Mm-hmm. You know, with the with the PlayStation, it's uh, consistently up there in the charts. That all the new games are performing pretty well there. So it's looking pretty good. I know, uh, like Tales of Vesperia had most sales right. on the Switch compared yeah. to all the other consoles. Isn't that crazy? Yeah. yeah. I guess maybe because people with the Nintendo console hadn't ever had a console to play it on. Before. Yeah. I mean, we've seen that a bunch now, especially with uh, g- indie games, games that were previously on mobile or, or like Steam platforms, something like that, um, in that they'll come to the Switch and just sell just insane amounts because mm-hmm. people are just looking for new stuff to play. And I think Vesperia is in a really good spot because it's a... A renowned JRPG that maybe not a ton of people had an opportunity to play, and now it's available for the Switch. So, well, yeah, also there's like a good. lot of. I feel like the Tales Tales series has some latent Nintendo fans, right? Mm-hmm. Like, cause yeah, because Symphonia. Symphonia was what I remember right. playing. The was it was a Nintendo game, yeah. right? I mean, not literally, but it yeah, was. Yeah, I played yeah. it on GameCube. Mm-hmm. I'm on the fence. I had some real deliberation about um, Tales because I've heard it's great. I've I'm always in the mood for a JRPG, but I don't ever have the time to commit to get to the end. <laughs> yeah. And I had it in my cart in the eShop where I was like hovering over the purchase button. I was like, I don't know if I should do it. I've but. done that with Civilization a couple of times. Yeah. And in my cart, I'm like, <laughs> I already own this on PC. Do I really want it? And then I decided against it. So so there we go. Nintendo, Nintendo number one publisher. Uh, let's give them a polite golf clap. Excellent, excellent work. Um, Super Smash Bros. Ultimate is the best-selling game of December 2018 and the fifth best-selling game overall of 2018, despite digital sales not currently being tracked by the NPD group. Package software launch month dollars of sales of uh, Super Smash Bros. Ultimate exceeded those of the previous best in franchise history, Super Smash Bros. Brawl, by over 70%. So when you say that Smash is a pretty heavy hitter, there is... uh, it's no hyperbole hits. there. It's a it's a big time deal uh, this this iteration. So that's pretty awesome. I mean, it doesn't take much to take December, honestly, because December usually doesn't see the highest profile releases. Those hit in November. Oh, you um, really just rained on our no, parade no, that, here, but, Pear. But uh, but that doesn't mean that a game like Call of Duty or Red Dead Redemption, by the way, Red Dead Redemption Two was the top selling game of uh, of the of the year, which mm-hmm. is amazing. Like it unseated Coming Call in of at Duty the, at the very end of October. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, but you know, obviously, those those games continue to sell into the into December. So you know, when I first read this, I read, I assume they're talking about Super Smash for the Wii U. The fact that it sold seventy percent more than Brawl, yeah. which was on the Wii, yeah, right. is insane. That's great. Yeah, it's really wild. Um, speaking of Smash, Super Smash Ultimate sets a new launch month dollar sales record for a platform exclusive in video game history, exceeding the launch, uh, sorry, exceeding the launch month dollar sales of 2010's Halo Reach. Yeah, big deal. Halo Reach held that. Yeah, yeah. that's amazing. Yeah. yeah, that's more surprising to me than Smash. Uh, you know what? Did. You know what held it before that? What? ODST. Actually, Wait, no, <laughs> no. <laughs> no, but but, uh, but wait a minute. <laughs> but remember, for again, like to put it into context, that's launch month dollars. So right, at right, the right. start of a console's life cycle, the install base is small. So the first Halo is not going to sell as well in the launch mo- right. month as. You know, the one that comes out four years into the console's life cycle. So, yeah. I mean, that I'm really curious to see what that means for the next Zelda or the next Mario game. Yeah. Will, will we see something that beats these numbers? Or is Smash just so universally big because it has all these characters from every franchise? Then? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Well, also, that's the question of if we do get another, like Zelda, they've 
They don't really do mainline multiple mainline games on a system. Stop super it. often. <laughs> Stop being mean. <laughs> <laughs> but maybe we'll see the 3DS stuff coming over, right? Like well, there's... I I'd like to think that the Switch is like the N64, and we got our Ocarina of Time, and we're going to get our Majora's Mask. I hope so I too. Hope so. I hope so right. too. Yeah. Uh, and then we get Skyward Sword, also, whether you want it or not. Also, I'd, I'd beg to differ because they did mainline entries, uh, multiple mainline entries on 64, on GameCube, on Wii. GameCube was a cheat. Yeah, it was, was on, GameCube, the on GameCube DS. Yeah. And was the Wii? Okay, okay, so uh, but Twilight Prin- or uh, Skyward Sword and Twilight, uh, Twilight Princess. Princess. So like that's the but Twilight ones Princess I'm not counting are the ones that are like right. That's what I'm saying. It's on both platforms, so Twilight the ones that are for both. Both. I'm like, yeah. eh, I don't it's know. cheating. It's cheating. But Breath of the Wild wasn't. You're right. I'd like right. to introduce. Do multiple. Yeah. I'd like to introduce a new segment to the show called Zach is right. It's, uh, <laughs> uh, moving on. Z-I-R. That, that segment every I, week. Good jingle. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Nintendo Switch ends 2018 as the year's best-selling hardware platform in both units and dollars. Annual unit and dollar sales of Nintendo. Nintendo Switch are the highest annual total for any hardware platform since the PlayStation 4 in 2015. Look, this is a very fancy way of saying Nintendo is making a ton of money this year. So uh, kudos to them for just killing it on the hardware and software fronts. Perry, you had something to say there. No, more money in the bank means more money invested in development. Good. The end. Give us more games. Great. Thank you. <laughs> um, and lastly, here from the NPD friends, uh, Nintendo Switch generated the highest December month hardware dollar sales for a single platform since Nintendo Wii in December 2009 and achieved the highest December unit sales for a single platform since de- December 2010. So double record breaker, breaking their own record in this month. Yeah. What happened in December 2009 for the Wii? Um, Let's smash. How do you ask a question? I'm yeah. sorry. We don't know. We don't it's know the no. answer to that question. It's impossible to know. Go find it out. I barely remember what I had for lunch, let alone what came out in <laughs> December of 2009. I had water. Yeah. Uh, it was probably uh, a big month. Here we go. <laughs> Thank you very much. Uh, so kudos to Nintendo. Great sales. Good folks. You know? That's Yay, what I always say. Yay, Great Nintendo. sales and good folks. Clear eyes, full hearts. That's right. Can't lose. Um now we got a couple of news, a uh, couple of news items here for some tournaments coming down the line. Uh, Smash and Splatoon two, two tournaments are coming. Um, Smash has seen a few scattered tournaments here and there. I feel like these are the first major tournaments that are coming down the line, so that's really exciting. Uh, we are looking at the North American Open 2019 and the European Smash Ball Team Cup 2019. Um, North American Open will split up the United States, Canada, and Mexico into four regions for qualifiers. Uh, These qualifying rounds and their subsequent final rounds will be held online, with the first beginning February 2nd at 9 9 a.m. and the final event at PAX East in Boston on March 30th. Um, So my question to you is, since they are online competitions, Mm -hmm. will you be participating? Are you going to get in there? See how far you go? I hate playing Smash Online. Oh, really? That's not what's keeping you from it. it. What's keeping me from doing it is I would get destroyed. Aren't you curious to see how far you could go, though? I'm not curious. Don't you want to be the very best like no no one ever was? I really don't have that desire. Oh, I'm like, I'm good being mediocre and knowing it. Tom wants to be the very okayest. Yeah. (laughs) I, I feel like I hold that title pretty all right. But okay. I'd love to hear if, if we have any NVC listeners or viewers who uh, are going to participate. Let's hear your stories from those who got through and those who didn't get in because, I challenge yeah. everyone, because they're online disconnected. I challenge everyone on this panel yes. to get in there, get in the tournament, okay, and then I'll we win, can I'll win the we can talk about we don't necessarily Fine. need to win, but we can talk about how far we, we got and how we felt about it and whether or not our systems lagged and it'll be great. I'll just put my money on Mitchell and he can run for yeah. it. Okay. There oh, we go. We'll just we'll just put him. He's the horse in our race. Yeah. We'll put him. 
Represent IGN. It would be so funny if Mitchell was actually a horse. Well, uh, <laughs> and then Emeka and Adopt has that fancy oh. big smash controller, Emeka the two hundred dollar box. Emeka is crazy good at smash. So let's. Uh, when we put a camera on Emeka and see if he yeah. makes it, there we go. <laughs> Perfect. He'll be my player. Okay. Uh, playing as me. Oh, uh, uh, online. Uh, uh, trial by combat. Yeah, it'll be pair IGN. Choose a champion. You're like this guy's really good. Right. <laughs> Then you'll show up. Nicely done. You'll be oh, like, man. that's not him. The uh, European one has a team of them. Yeah, so mm -hmm. I actually think the European one sounds kind of cooler. Um, the European, as most things in Europe. <laughs> yeah, huh? uh, very cool. Yeah, that's right. Uh, <laughs> the European Smash Ball Team Cup will see teams of three battle across stock matches, with the only item activated being the Smash Ball. In a series of best of five matches, teams will partake in 2v2 Smash, uh, Smashdown, and 3v3 Squad Strike match types. So I think that's a little more fun than just straightforward, just getting in there, chopping it up. Yeah. I like mm -hmm. the idea of that like, you got to get through with the team. Well, I, I saw a tournament also uh, just recently, and not a, like a Nintendo-sponsored one, just a, some tournament that was on Twitch, where they were doing a Smash Strike style or squad strike style match okay uh where it was three stock but every stock was a different character mm -hmm. and it's really cool to see those tools actually being utilized in in a semi-competitive way obviously the 1v1 you get your character you go in no items yeah. is gonna be the standard and yeah. that should be kind of like considered the peak of competitive play yeah. but i love that nintendo is encouraging people to have a little more fun with it and encouraging these sort of off the wall sort of things mm -hmm. i like it very good stuff um Great, those are two that great. A, that's a show. Those are two great tournaments. That's a show. That's for you. Show oh no, uh, just kidding. We have another tournament that uh, I actually Splatoon. didn't put any notes in for. Oh, Splatoon. So there's a Splatoon tournament. Hmm. Hey, Splatoon's still going strong, huh? Splatoon two specifically. I, oh man, I feel bad. I haven't booted it up in such a long time. Well, I, good news know. for you. Now I'm, there's a tournament. To okay, jump in I on. will definitely participate in this tournament because right. I'm so qualified. Look, I encourage yeah. this man. panel to jump into the tournament. Uh, see how far you get. Splatoon. Really? <laughs> yeah, I'm not very good at it. Paris is actually very good at Splatoon. Well, in the matches that we, you and I played back when it came out. But you, you got to keep playing. Yeah, Otherwise, sure. it's like you just, yeah. you know. You know who is really good at Splatoon? Brendan. Brendan, yeah, Brendan is very good. You know who's very good Jose at every single good, game too. ever made? Brendan, Brendan Graver. <laughs> yes. All right. Uh, speaking of games uh, and being very good at them, let's talk a little bit about what we're playing this week. Yeah, I know, right? Thank you. Uh, Pear, why don't you kick us off? You have the Ooh. most on this list, so... Uh, Tell us about it. Let me what just do you got? hold Go on. on. Let me boot up my uh, my switch. Wait, which it's right there in your notes. Every every <laughs> every week, there there are just so many new games, and we do, we can't get to all of them. I f finally finished Greece, which I thought was just lovely. It's great, I, right? I think it's really charming. The last yeah. world is really cool. So I played uh, Apocalypsis, okay, uh, which is this new uh, adventure game, almost like a classic point and click adventure game, done in the style of like. I don't know, like oh, medieval, cool, yeah. medieval European etchings, like something like Dura would make, and and it's it's got a kind of like this dark, morbid style to it. Uh, gameplay wise, very much classic um, adventure where you go, you know, you you kind of have to think around corners sometimes, like what what can I use this item for? Mm -hmm. um, but just that that kind of like pestilence, morbid middle age, middle um, middle age kind of setup. I think makes it makes it very unique. Yeah, I mean, the opening scene is real morbid yeah and <laughs> just man yeah just, some dark oh my <laughs> gosh yeah it really surprised me mm. with what happened in that very first scene that's wild. yeah but it's, it's one of those games where it's like it's fun to play just to see the art right it it's looks like going really, to the museum really cool. and look at it i think gameplay wise it's not going to blow you away with 
with great interface or you know re really kind of like the most clever puzzles it's it's fun um but it's the art style that you uh that, that you show up for and then yeah. uh, i played this game that only i can pronounce which is achtung cthulhu tactics okay i know tactics is a very difficult word to pronounce <laughs> so I, I did that for you uh, achtung is german means attention right mm -hmm. like warning uh and this is actually if you've ever played um full spectrum warrior the old th thq yeah. game a uh, little bit like uh, you know, like XCOM, um, a uh, a turn-based uh, strategy game played from an overhead perspective. Uh, this is a, these are actually the the Switch graphics. It looks quite nice on the machine. Uh, and you have a, a tactical team that you have to deploy. You have to tell your soldiers where to go. You have AP points that limit how far you can move, or or whether you kind of divide between movement and shooting or an action. Uh, and then the kick is you fight Nazis, hence the Achtung, and you fight evil squid monsters, hence the Cthulhu from the Lovecraft. It's pretty um, on the nose right. there, huh? Yeah, it's a, it's a very strange mix, but um, it's nicely done. Yeah. So, yeah, it's a quality game. If you are into kind of like that more like slow, uh, slow-paced, turn-based gameplay, which I know you love... It's my fave, Mr. Zach it, Ryan. It kind of it's my fave. That's what I'm here just for. Watching the gameplay is kind of reminding me of Valkyria Chronicles. Mm. I do love Valkyria like... Chronicles. So yeah, yeah. yeah. You don't get many tactics games set in that period either. Yeah. Valkyria is, uh, oh yeah, it's like an it's, alternate it's also, World War II history. Yeah, yeah. Is, is it World War One? It's World War Two. Okay. Um, yeah. And yeah, you you don't get many tactics games in that that style. Those old school weapons. Mm -hmm. So yeah, in that regard. And then, uh, you know, two more games just quickly. Downwell, which is kind of like an 8-bit game where you're constantly falling mm -hmm. and the recoil from your gun makes you fall a little slower and, and you basically you have to shoot enemies that are below you and, and you connect, you collect uh, different, different power-ups. It's just a, it feels really tight. It's yeah. like a really good feeling game, like, like a Celeste where... Mm -hmm. If you die, it was really your fault. Yeah. And then with a different gameplay hook where you you constantly go down. It's got um, a very cool look to it too. Yeah, it's uh it's it's really fun. It's it's uh it's very fast, really demands your full attention. And then uh on real the opposite end of the spectrum, yeah. Real, real quick on download, can you play it in vertical mode? Do you Hot know? Uh, yeah, it has uh, yes, you you can. Cool. Yeah. I I believe because um, it's very much like a phone shaped game yeah actually i i, I gotta double check that okay. i think sam sam said you can use the i don't have the uh i don't have that the cool flip grip flip grip thing i was too late i'll order it when they're back in stock <laughs> um pixel colors is on the opposite uh, end of the spectrum so that this is more of a uh pick cross like game they remix the ro rules a little bit yeah i do like, oh, the you pick, like cross. pick cross so you know uh a kind of a relaxing puzzle game where you have to figure out where the uh where the shapes are on a grid uh the the uh hook with this one is that you can switch between multiple uh, paint buckets yeah um I, one thing you know and it's fun and it kind of fills the gap but one thing a lot of these pick cross um clones um don't feel as good as the original Picross. Yep. They always there's a slight delay when you meet, uh, you move your cursor. You mm. know, like it, it doesn't it doesn't feel as snappy. And you really appreciate what Jupiter does with the the core Picross games. But it's um it's a it's a it's a fun game. It's a good game. It'll, it'll bridge that gap for the next one. Very cool. That's a lot of games. Congratulations. Yeah, yeah I did play a lot last week. You did. You and did I good work. Tomb Raider too. Thank you very much. Yeah, I almost started Tomb Raider last night. As a matter of fact, it's but. it's good. It's yeah. all about the challenged dungeons, man. The uh. tombs. I've finished Guacamelee, okay. um, which is a platformer I've that I barely you, started it. I cannot say enough about that game. Awesome. I know we've talked about it quite a bit here on the show, but it is, it's brilliant. I love the original Guacamelee. This is a better game. Um, the combat 
meets uh, traversal sort of mashup in this game is so fun and so challenging and so rewarding and it's funny but not in a way that is like sort of derivative like the first game and some of the stuff like you walk into these challenge rooms and your first thought is I have no idea how I'm going to do this <laughs> and then within like one or two trials you have it parsed out you know so like it, it's a great game and if you love Metroidvania if you love a 2D platformer like I, I highly recommend uh, I also got back into Luminous this week um, which is I mean you can't go wrong with Luminous ever yeah, it's really good uh, I also have played Donut County Oh, uh, which Donut County is delightful. I played it on mobile. Love, Love it. Switch yeah. Oh, it's great. Yep. Yeah. Right. Very, very good. Um, and then finally, I played uh, a little tiny bit of Travis Strikes Back. Okay. Um, which you reviewed for us. I did not. Oh, is that not true? I thought <laughs> no. you did. I thought, I'm sorry. I, I thought, edited the review. I thought you did review it no. for us. Maybe I was just talking to you about the review. Yeah. No. Okay. Probably that. Uh, <laughs> that game is fine. Yeah, yeah um, that's kind of what editing the review led me to believe as well. Yeah, I think we gave it a 6.5, if I remember correctly. It's okay, believe that, yeah. on our scale, um, yeah. Yeah, and I, I would love for them to make uh, No More Heroes 3, because I really like those two games, uh, and I, li- I like Suda's games, but this one sort of feels to me like they are just kind of twiddling their thumbs while they wait for that opportunity. So, mm-hmm. um, yeah, remains to be seen. It's, it's I like might what, stick with it. I might give it up. I'm not sure yet. It's like what the original uh, Raving Rabbits was to a Rayman game, yeah. right? It's like mm-hmm. you get a mini, you get kind of like a spin-off minigame collection. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, it has some good parts, but overall... Yeah. Uh, you're playing it too? Mm, yeah, barely. Yeah, me too. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I've just, I, just I, barely scratched the surface. I really it. like... I have to think about whether I'm going to keep doing it. Like, yeah, it hasn't too. hooked me. Yeah. I have heard that the Suda stuff in it is very Suda-y in yeah. a yeah. very good way. Yeah. Well, regardless, thank you for your review. <laughs> um, and pleased to talk about the games that you've been playing. Uh, one of them is actually a similar thing to Pair, which is my kind of go-to train game now is this game called Pick a Picks Deluxe, oh, yeah. which is a similar thing where it's like a Picross ripoff that is colors. Uh, and it's... I was going to say literally exactly what you said, which is every Picross ripoff is, and I, I don't say ripoff as like a mean thing because yeah. I will always play more Picross pretty much forever, um, but everyone feels like not quite as polished, not quite as as refined as what Jupiter does, and it's really funny to be like, man, Jupiter makes the best Picross game, <laughs> it's like, actually, they kind of just do. It's funny, though, because uh, I, I played this, too. Um, this, I like the color hook. It mm-hmm. works, right? The, yeah. the kind of, it, it gives you a little bit more to think about, a little bit more strategy, but yeah, could it just be as snappy, and could the, right. like, when you get one of the bigger grids, they're, they're too small on the screen? And yeah, like, it gets a little hard yeah. to read. Yep. It hurts my brain just to look at. Uh, another thing I played through over like the last two weeks or so was uh pikuniku mm-hmm. which comes which out tomorrow right comes mm-hmm. out tomorrow okay um, which is thursday nobody knows <laughs> it's impossible to <laughs> it's today today comes out at some point now. soon yes. pikuniku is this really silly weird game reminded me of donut county county actually not in gameplay but in it's telling a sort of more socially minded tale through uh an absurd situation right. like this like like the whole plot has these undertones of like corporate corporations taking over the world yeah. and like stripping the world of resources but it's told in this very silly way uh and the writing is really the, funny the really writing funny. is the draw the yeah. writing is really the reason this game i enjoyed this game and the reason i played it through to completion is that the it's really silly and the jokes are really good and the situations you find yourself are very very silly mm-hmm. the actual 
platforming playing of it is like kind of just good. Like it's fine. It's not overly impressive. Yeah. Um, but yeah, the the personality here is, and I, I feel like that's the same thing with Donut County, right? Donut County is like the actual whole thing is like. It's okay. It's not like overly amusing, but that's not like the point of that game. Donut County gets a little, it gets a little uh, more interesting in later levels. In that you're there are objectives that you can accomplish the hole where like you'll swallow a fire pit and then smoke right. will rise out of the hole and then you can use that to elevate a balloon to complete objectives. And that's got where, a so little it's not bit yeah. Of so it's like very gradual, but it's none of them are brain busters. Like no, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, and yeah, so this is like I love the way that little guy moves. Yeah. I love he is so leg kicking. Yeah. It's so very good. good. Uh, another thing about Pikiniku, it has a co-op mode, but it's separate from the campaign. Okay. so it's like <laughs> just a, a little thing. <laughs> Look at him go! <laughs> love that guy. Yeah, he's cute. Tom uh, recommends a little red guy with long legs, and he just kicked a rock, and that's what we all. He's very yeah. physics-y. His jumping is it. very physics-y. Now I'm I'm going to veto Persona Five talk because we are running a little bit long. That's fair. Persona Five, I think we can unanimously yeah. agree it's a pretty great game. Yeah. Literally only been playing it because I want to see Joker for Smash, and yeah. now I'm in love with the game. Right? It's oozes <laughs> everything is so stylish. The menus, yeah. everything is so wonderful. Not coming game. to Switch though. So no. Casey, you tell <laughs> us what you're playing. Not yet. Um, so I've been playing a game for a wiki that I can't talk about, but that's been occupying most of my time. <laughs> and do, do, do you hearts it? Really? Huh? Do you hearts this I've, game? I've been liking it. Okay, good. Yeah. <laughs> Would you say? But, um, would you say that Zach? <laughs> <laughs> I can't. I don't think okay. I can your talk about your it. love for this game could fill a but, uh, kingdom. Watch, if you guys are watching this, Not you'll know switch. in a couple of hours anyway. Okay. Right. <laughs> but um, and I have been playing some Just Dance still because I can tell myself, well, I want to play another game, and I can say I, I can play Just Dance and be like, it's because of exercise. So it's not <laughs> sure. Re- it's you know. Do you ever bring your Switch with you to parties and just you know? Funny yeah. you say that because uh, I was playing D and D with some friends and I brought just dance over and when we finished with D and D, like two things are not connected. I know. Well, we you'd be surprised D&D. at how much they're connected, given <laughs> given who I know from your group. <laughs> they are very connected. Yeah. Well, we finished at like one o'clock in the morning and then played just dance until like three. Are you kidding me? It was a there good you time. Go. We I thought those were lives. two streams that <laughs> yeah. could not be crossed. Congratulations. <laughs> mm-hmm. So, and then I also put in a few hours into Tales of Vesperia uh, before I got this game that I'm working on for the wiki, and I'm really enjoying it. The first, uh, the tutorial section where it kind of teaches you how to fight, I did not think I was going to like the combat, but as soon as I got more party members and started learning more attacks, I started really enjoying it a lot more. Man, and the this... story is good, and there's they added voice acting. Mm. Uh, this game looks really more. good. I might get I'm, it. I'm really liking it. Ugh. When am I going to play this? I don't know. I've got flavors in Evil. Yeah, I also yes. heard yeah. it's like 80 hours long. Oh, God. <laughs> Sounds about right. Oh, Tracks. No. Uh, does this one have co op combat as well? Yes. Cool. I haven't tried it yet, though. Ooh. But yes, yeah, it does. You can play with your friend. And also, you get Ouch. this cool. You. <laughs> Which is oh. brutal. Right off the start, you get oh. Rapide, who is this really cool dog with a spiky tail and a scar, and he has a tobacco pipe, and he's cool. <laughs> I'll have you know, Mr. Schneider, that I have several friends. All right. Several friends. Guys, right. there's a doggo with a pipe, please. Yeah. I know. Focus. I love him. Good, yeah. He's right. a good doggo. He steals stuff for uh, it. Casey, you also wanted to talk about another game out this week. We talked a little bit about pick a picks um, but you wanted to talk about Smite specifically. Yeah. Because yeah. Smite also comes out this week, and Smite originally came out in 2014, mm-hmm. and it's like an action third-person MOBA made mm-hmm. by Hi-Rez, you might know from Paladins. And, I do uh, know them from Paladins. I know, and more recently, uh, Realm Royale. Mm-hmm. I don't, have you ever played Smite, Tom? 
Uh, I installed Smite, got into the tutorial, saw the shop, and went, nope, and left. No! And I say that as somebody who used to play a lot of MOBAs. Oh, man. So I played a lot of Smite when it first came out, and then I picked it up again um, a few years ago. Okay. But I also lived with my entire party, so it was really easy to organize a party of four or five and play a MOBA, because it requires a lot of coordination, so it's a lot easier when you're talking to people in person. But there are a ton of different modes, um... Man, if you're familiar with MOBAs, you have a bunch of different characters who have different attacks that can do different things. And it's a really fun game. I just really enjoyed it. It's free. And Smite Smite is one that uh, MOBA and console or MOBA mm-hmm. and controller kind of never really meshes in with people's so minds. But it works so well with Smite. Smite is third-person action-y style, and yeah. so it's sort of designed for that. It's, it's designed it was, to be used for with a it, controller it, in mind. They really put a lot of thought into that, so I hope mm-hmm. that that works well with Joy-Con or what have you yeah. as well. And if you do want to spend money on it, you can spend $30 and then just have access to all of the characters mm. from now and also future characters that come out. And that so, Smite is... Good. Smite is Norse theme, correct? No, it's, it's gods. gods. Oh, it's just all gods. All different pantheons, and they're okay. adding new gods. So who do we got in there? The we got Zeus. Dude, there's like 50 or something right now. We got Odin. We got Zeus. We got Odin, Thor. Hey, what about Bastet, Egyptian gods? Uh, Scylla. Yeah. Anubis? Yeah, we have Anubis. We have Horus. What about Jesus? Is Jesus there, in there? There's no Jesus. Come on. How are you going to have a no fighting Jesus. game with the gods and Jesus isn't in there <laughs> chopping it up? Chopping it up? Yeah. Chopping it up. Oh. That oh, would no. be so good. <laughs> <laughs> Exclusive day one bundle. <laughs> uh, okay, so one thing that we absolutely have to talk about this week is that strange indirect that we're calling it. Um, I guess it's not really that strange. They've done this kind of thing before. I just thought it was odd that this came into our world from a tweet from Nintendo UK, not even not even from clearly just Nintendo America. Or like, yeah, uh, I don't necessarily know if they went rogue or what, but they put out a great little 16-minute Indies Direct, um, and there's some really great stuff in it. Uh, so I-, I wanted to kind of go game by game. I know you, had, you and I had talked about maybe doing like a reaction thing, but I think if we want to just quickly go through each of these yeah. uh, and talk a little bit about each of them, because Tom's got a couple things he wants to talk about, Casey's got a couple games that she's rev for, and then of course... I know that you and I could spend probably a good 15, 20 minutes on one particular Oh, yeah, game, that's so. right. Um, you let's mean start when with, ski lifts go wrong. That's right. Let's start with uh, Wargroove, uh, the latest from Chucklefish. Uh, the first Tom game in this yes, list the, of Tom well, games. The number one Tom game. also a pair game. Look, yeah. Big sword, good doggo. That's yeah. all we need. Yeah. <laughs> so let, let, let me mention two franchises that this game takes inspiration from. Advance Wars. Oh, so I'm Fire sorry. Fire Emblem. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Ooh. Yeah, yeah, that's nice. More Advance Wars. Great. Yes, and this yeah. cinematic trailer makes me want to watch this anime. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. If you, if you watch, so unfortunately, this this if you're watching this, the cinematic trailer is just cutscenes. But if you see the game, the board looks very much like an Advance Wars game, mm-hmm. but with the characters and the units from a Fire Emblem game. So mm-hmm. it's kind of medieval fantasy. Advance Wars with units like you have ships that can fire cannonballs at riders with lances and sword fighters and all that. Right. Um, and then, yeah, you basically you have to conquer the map and vanquish your enemies. Now, as as recent NVC listeners will know, I'm uh, legally restricted from talking about Fire Emblem yes. ever, but I do <laughs> love Advance Wars, and so this intrigues me quite a bit. And Tom, I know you're a big proponent of this game. So this is a game I've been watching and waiting for for 
it Same. feels like two years mm-hmm. now, uh, and they kept saying it'll come out first quarter this year, and now they're like, oh, it's out in a week. <laughs> and, and so that's great. Very first. And the, yeah. the reason why I'm excited for this one is a lot of the we, we've had some Advance Wars clones come out of the indie community, and they had that same kind of lack of snappiness issue. It doesn't mm-hmm. feel right when you're selecting a unit and moving it, and this one looks like it's like classic GBA like feel snappiness yeah. board setup. And they're gonna it's have two D looking when in, in the map mode. They're gonna have yeah. level editors too and a whole campaign editor if you oh, want yeah, to do stuff like that. Four player mm-hmm. everything. This mm-hmm. is a uh, Chucklefish is this is actually being made by Chucklefish. Yeah. They do a lot of publishing nowadays, but this is this is a Chucklefish game. And there you can see little drop in little like places to yeah. build your own campaigns Chunk. and own maps. It's just That's I cool. think this game is gonna have a long tail, as it were. There's going to be a whole campaign in it, but I think this game is going to have a lot of life after that where people are making really, really cool things because it's going to have modding on PC, day, too. Day one purchase for me. February yeah, 1st, excited. you can purchase that game yep. right around the corner. Uh, let's talk a little bit about the next game, Double Kick Heroes. This is a 16-bit zombie shoot-em-up slash rhythm game? With question metal. <laughs> yeah, with a, a song that is... Very reminiscent of Judas Priest in the uh, the trailer here. Uh, this looks interesting. Anybody have any other thoughts on this? I, I kind of so watched think, it as... I think this game actually came out on Steam a few years ago. Okay. Right? But um, I'm into it. I'm super into it. I like rhythm games. I'm down with metal. Yeah, and you're doing air <laughs> drums specifically in this version. So, uh, you know, you could you could play drums in your room with this game, I guess. The style's pretty cool. Question mark? I, I like the art. Yeah, I do like the way that it looks. Uh, the music looks really cool. There's the, you know 30 original songs, like it says right here, that are all, I, I presume, very metal. So that's <laughs> that's awesome. Um, Pear, you, you played a, a bit of, um, what was the uh, the rhythm game with the drum, the drumming game? Taiko? Uh, uh, Taiko no, drummer, yeah. yeah. Uh, how do you feel about uh, uh, this motion control drumming? Well, I'm all about the Taiko drums, sure. so, since this game doesn't <laughs> come with any. Um I don't know. I don't play that many uh, uh, rhythm games unless the soundtrack or the visual presentation is super original mm-hmm. and and unique. Um, I I do like what I'm seeing here. I I would love to borrow Tom's Steam uh, login and and just try it out if it's out on Steam. Yeah. Yeah. You know we have our own. I was gonna say, but Steam I didn't. Login. I didn't want to bring it up. You don't need to borrow Tom's. That's a little weird. I want to borrow Tom's. <laughs> I don't have one. I mean. You run the company, so you can do what you want. Uh, <laughs> next game is like, when ski Tom. lifts go wrong. <laughs> this this game actually looks really fun. Yeah, this really is a funny. really cool physics-based construction puzzler that has like a dash of trials in it. It looks like yeah, like bridge constructor yeah. kind of a, a vibe. Right. Well, yeah. If you ever played uh, Polybridge, Polybridge yes. is like I think one of the best bridge builders to come out in a while, and mm-hmm. this looks very much like Ski Lift Polybridge, but with some some more than that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, it it looks weird and cool, and I'm I'm always good down for a good bridge builder. Yeah. And, and I know my my theme this week is snappiness, but the, you know some of the builder games on Switch when they were ported were running kind of sluggish, and so uh, dragging dragging nodes right. didn't feel right in some of the the games when they came over to Switch. This looks pretty uh, pretty nice yeah i especially appreciate the fact that that they went out of their way to say that this is a touch screen game as well so mm-hmm. it looks like it, it's totally suited for that much better to play those yeah. games with a touch screen and be mm-hmm. able to build stuff like that's that. right and when ski lifts go wrong it's coming out uh pretty soon uh oh it's out now so very soon all right and i also <laughs> wrote i also wrote in my notes i just want to make sure that everybody saw this this looks like a tom marks game for sure <laughs> So, oh. This is probably on the lower end of a Tom game on this list. There's, there's another game that's very Marxian. How many Altanos oh, yeah. does yeah. it get? There's a there's there's a Tom Marks game coming up here very soon. But uh, he didn't hear that question. How many out of five Brian Altanos? How many game? How many Altanos do you give this? Uh, five. 
Oh, you're okay. five that out of five? Brian will play everything. So. Oh, I see. Oh, okay. okay. <laughs> fair, fair enough. Uh, moving forward, we're talking about Forager. Uh, of, of course, full disclaimer, uh, this is a Humble Bundle published game. Oh, we, I didn't uh, know that. Yes, that's true. We, we, uh, we're pals with Humble Bundle over there. So, yes, um, our parent company owns Humble Bundle. That's right. Bundle. Um, but this is a really cool... Uh, Little 2D open world exploration game uh, reminds me a little bit of uh, a more combat focused Stardew Valley. It looks like you're building villages and spelunking and chopping stuff down and fighting enemies. So this was the game originally was coded in two weeks, right? Yeah, it was the challenge. There's like a demo version of it that's been out on PC for a little while. Yep, it looks really cute. I also think he just uh, harvested a turnip or something, and it screamed at him. I still love you, and he harvested (laughs) it. Oh my god! Yeah. Yeah, it's best described. Cool. They described it as like Legend of Zelda meets Stardew Valley. Maybe so. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I think it's got a really cool art style. I like mm-hmm. the the way the boss fights look. Could be pretty cool. Yeah. You guys interested in playing this yeah. at all? Yeah, I loved the the early build that they made, and I, this looks like more of that. So cool. I'm down. This, this was definitely <laughs> took longer than two weeks. <laughs> yes. This one here. <laughs> yeah, I assume so. Uh, the next one I don't want to spend a ton of time on, but uh, it is Goat Simulator. Who who doesn't know about Goat Simulator? Yes, took the world by storm. <laughs> You play as a physics-based goat. Not a Marxian game. I'm fine with it. Yeah. I've made peace with Goat Simulator. I mean, like, it's it's the type of game that's funny until it isn't, right? (laughs) Like, Goat Simulator is, I'm not trying to hate on this game, because when you first play it, it is, like, maybe one of the funniest, most enjoyable experiences ever. And then eventually, you've done all the physics things, and it's just, like, not fun anymore so basically this game boils down to you're tossing a goat around to try and uh, complete objectives. well no you yeah. lick things as yeah, the goat the lick is, there's also is your lasso and, stuff. and i guess yeah. the switch version comes with a bunch of dlc that that's the coolest I, part i hadn't played i yeah. haven't played okay. any of the dlc what the hell is that I haven't they did part. a lot DLC. of dlc for this game and some of the dlc stuff was hilarious like they did this whole dlc where they pretended that they were making it into an mmo and then they just did a goat MMO. And when you're in this DLC, you get like a little global chat with people sending messages that are just, it's just all fake. Goat Simulator MMO. They did Goat Z. They did a crossover with oh, Payday, no. as you can see there. Like they just have been going crazy with this. And that's the fun part about this game is like doing new weird stuff as a goat. It is it is honestly, it's a great game to play with your friends when you're yeah. having a beer and you're just messing around because mm-hmm. it's so ridiculous. It's a game that prides itself on the bugs. Mm-hmm. Right. Like, yes. Stuff you will get stuck and things break in that game, and they love it. And it's fine. Yep. Yeah. Um, moving on to Inmost. Uh, this is coming to us from Chucklefish and Hidden Lair. Uh, three playable characters in a trailer that doesn't really tell us a ton about the game. Looks very spooky. It looks, looks very exploration I really like based. That style. I don't really know what it is, but I want to play it. Yeah, yeah, it looks cool. <laughs> That's all I know. Yeah, it looks cool. Very mysterious trailer they got going on here, but. Uh, th- the trailer ends with them saying something along the lines of like three playable characters through three different storylines. Yeah, this, right. So this is, I mean, this I feel like it feels it looks a little bit like Octopath Traveler, where they have that that traditional pixel art look, and then they put kind of modern lighting over it, mm-hmm. and it makes it really transforms it. Like, look how cool that looks. Yeah, it looks oh. very good. It's a platformer with Ooh. combat and pixels, and it I, looks I'm gloomy. In, just like I've already bought it. Yeah, I haven't, but I will. <laughs> what did you give Celeste? Uh, a high score? I don't remember exactly. Right, what, okay. Yeah. Got it, got it. I think it was like a 7. Yeah. No, it was a 10. Yeah. <laughs> he gives less a 10 out of 10. This is another Marxian uh, tour de force. That's Tom out of Tom. That's right. You guys are just going to turn that into a genre. That's right. Yeah. Marxian. Yeah. Marxian mm-hmm. games. Don't know how I feel about it. Yeah. <laughs> this looks great. I really want to play this. Yeah. 
I'm in. It, well, it does a really weird turn here at the end where all of a sudden it becomes very actiony. Yep. Which is like, oh, okay. And there's a giant snake. Yeah, I know. Okay. Jumps off a cliff. So, folks, if you're it. listening to this, look up inmost gameplay. Just thank so you, you for that. Thank you for that. Okay, moving on. Uh, another one coming from Magic Design Studios is Unruly Heroes. Uh, Perry, you actually played this. I believe you played it with Tina at I, Gamescom. You know, I, I didn't get to play it. There was somebody who just didn't want to give up the controller now, at Perry, Gamescom. You, you I was wrote standing. a review for this game. Yeah, so. I reviewed this. No, I, I, um, I watched <laughs> this. I stood behind a man who played it and wouldn't stop playing it with his friends. Uh, it, it is a game, style-wise, it's, it looks like Rayman. It looks yeah. like something Ubisoft mm-hmm. made. It's based on the classic Chinese novel uh, Journey to the West, which you know inspired everything from the movie. Journey to the West, but also Dragon Ball, right? And it's Odyssey a Monkey King and all the of West. that. There you go. That's right. Which ever is a played, very good game. Um, it is a very good game. Ever played a game with a character named Wukong in it? That's from Journey to the West. Yeah. Right. And so Monkey you can team King. up. You can play this with three players mm-hmm. and team up. And uh, I feel like this is the closest we're going to get to Rayman, Rayman Legends until Rayman Legends 2. Yeah. I'm it sure is, will yeah, be announced it is co-op. in four minutes. <laughs> so this yeah, given our luck, show is already yeah, outdated. It's happening right mm-hmm. now. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, absolutely gorgeous uh, yeah. artwork uh, and animations. I think this game looks super cool. Very interested in uh, giving it, this a test look, run. It, it looks like Lost Vikings sometimes yeah. with mm. the puzzle. I'm really sorry thing. that the man didn't let you play in Germany. <laughs> yeah, you're a mean man. Yeah. <laughs> man, you're mean. But, uh, and now yeah. on to a truly Marxian game. Oh, the God. one that Tom has been waiting to talk about since Hollow Knight arrived on the Switch. That's not true. Yeah. <laughs> this, is, uh, this is 2019's Hollow Knight for Tom Marks, and that's a game that we like to call CrossCode. Uh, I wouldn't go that far. All I'm going to say is play CrossCode. CrossCode is so I thought you were going to say play Hall, and I was like, yeah, we get it, Tom. <laughs> <laughs> no, uh, CrossCode is very uh, Secret of Mana-ish inspired. Not just Sold. not just yeah. a rip, right? But like it, it does a lot different, but it's that sort of combat, that sort of perspective, that art style-ish. Um, it is such a good RPG. This game was in early access for like a year and a half or maybe more on PC. It finally launched last year. We put it on our Game of the Year best RPG list last it's year. The for Steam version. Yeah. For the PC version. Yeah. We, like, we nominated it as one of the uh, 10 best RPGs of 2018 because it is so, so good. It's like it's got... At least 100 hours of content, I'm pretty sure. Mm-hmm. Like, it is a massive RPG. That's crazy. Um, and it's... It's a blast. Justin was pl- is playing it right now too on Steam. Uh, Justin Davis and he said it, like when I when I asked you I was like Justin you're playing CrossCard right right and he was like oh yeah it's the best. It's like the best. everybody <laughs> this morning when we said oh what games got announced and cross the word cross quote was heard Damon turned around Justin's like what yeah mm-hmm. it's a really Tom good fainted. Can you explain the story? So the story without spoiling much you're essentially like the theme in the world of the game is that. There's a real world MMO, right? Okay. So you're playing in a real world MMO, kind of like a dot hack situation, kinda. Where yeah. it's like in in Avatar, you take control of another body, and mm-hmm. that body is like your character in the game. So thematically, you're in an MMO mm-hmm. playing an MMO, but there's other nefarious stuff afoot because you're trying to like you've lost your memories because it's an RPG, and mm-hmm. you're get trying to get your memories back. Um, and you can't speak to start. You can only say like a couple words. It's really, really cute. But thematically what that means is that you're taking on 
MMO-style fetch quests. You're going to MMO-style hub cities. There are other NPCs who are other, like, quote-unquote, players in the game right. running around around you. Mm-hmm. And so it feels like this living world where it feels like you are actually playing an MMO, but it's completely single That's player. very cool. Uh, yeah. It's yeah. super, super cool. I've never, really, I've never really played a single-player RPG that felt like an MMO, but with, like, a proper story yeah. and a, not just, like, grinding fetch quests. Yeah. It's really neat. Well, wait for April when you can play Final Fantasy XII <laughs> on we Nintendo Switch. We don't have a date for CrossCode yet. It's Not supposed yet. to come this year, but it's gonna the Switch version is gonna add some exclusive stuff that was yeah. in the Steam one. I'm bitter. Yeah, <laughs> but yeah, well, I mean, seriously. you can play it again. You just throw another hundred hours in there. I, I have. I haven't beaten it. It's so long. Yeah, yeah. but uh, yeah, CrossCode is. 100% one not to let get caught in the shuffle because okay. there's so much good stuff coming out on Switch, but man, CrossCode is a really, really good game. Yeah. Sweet. And speaking of good stuff coming out on the Switch, I'd like to introduce a new segment of the show called Pear Was Right. Pear <laughs> <laughs> uh, Was Right. Yeah, there it is. Uh, SteamWorld Quest Hand of Gilgamesh is another game from Image Inform set in the SteamWorld uh, uh, universe. And it is a SteamWorld RPG, which Pear predicted many moons ago on this very show. You talked about how you wanted an Image Inform RPG. And, and Brian from Image Inform looked me in the eye and said, I don't know what it is. Yeah. <laughs> wow. I, I don't know what it is. You're, call, you're publicly calling him out. You know he listens to the show. Yeah. Huh. Uh, no, that's, uh, that, that's great. Yeah. Well, I mean, if you're a big fan of SteamWorld Dig, maybe you're a little disappointed that you're not getting Dig 3 yet. Um, but you can play the first one, which yeah, also released consider- on Switch. Uh, this looks so pretty. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yep. I mean, consider there are other spinoffs. You know, SteamWorld Heist is not SteamWorld Dig, and it is a brilliant game. Yeah. And I, uh, Image and Form to me is of, of a caliber now where they can nearly do no wrong. And I knock on wood when I say that, looking at this, <laughs> this new thing. But, uh, you know, everything that they've tried in the, in the SteamWorld universe, I feel like has been a hit. And I, I'm really, really excited to play an RPG by these guys. I think it's yep. going to be great. My- my first impression from watching this was that it's almost Paper Mario-ish. Mm-hmm. You know, you use uh, uh, you use cards as you attack, so uh, it's not a Hearthstone game or any card game like that. It's it, a it is a RPG. it is a turn-based RPG, but you use punch cards, which yeah. are your attacks, and you have to gather them and then use them in combat. So it's a little bit. Uh, uh, it's a little bit Paper Mario-ish. Yeah. The question is, does this game have an overworld? Is it played in a 2D perspective? Mm-hmm. Do you just walk sideways like in the classic Goemon games or something like that? We'll see. I'm yeah. really nervous about that card system. Yeah? Why yeah, are you nervous? In a bad way? I, yeah. I mean, I, I, like you said, I think they have very clearly proven that they are a developer who is worthy of being trusted mm-hmm. right? And, and doing weird things. And I'm happy that they have the freedom to do that. Uh I generally really dislike RPG combat systems that have some sort of consumable combat thing. So uh, Kingdom Hearts, Chain of Memories. Bait and Kaidos. Just hated that. I really like Chain of Memories. I well, could not stand it. Well, did you play Game Boy Advance or the, the PlayStation version? I played the remake version. I did too. So I liked it. Yeah, I, I did not like that version at all. I almost completely avoided the Paper Mario ones that did that that way. Yeah. It just, like, it doesn't appeal to me at all. Yeah. Man, I think it's all I, I'm, the I'm in the same boat, and when you, you dropped a message in our Slack channel that was like, oh, uh, you know, card-based... Uh, RPG. It's like, oh, yeah. well. I really like card-based RPGs. Yeah. I'm super I'm into an outlier there. Well, I'm super into <laughs> everything else about this game, okay. like everything they've shown. So I'm definitely not just like so, writing it off, but I'm apprehensive. So, okay. so here's how it works, right? Like some of our fav- favorite RPGs of the past, you you have a mage and you train the mage and experience points, unlock new spells. 
what inevitably happens is that you have one go to attack against yeah. enemies weak to fire. You have one mm -hmm. go to attack for enemies weak to ice. And it's like, in the end, you use like you use one move most of the time as a magic user. Mm -hmm. And so I like when there's a little bit more randomness brought into an RPG where you have to either you know earn the attack, so you have to collect them. But, I, but it's also all in the balance. If they play this right and you get more and more powerful attacks as you explore and you uncover new areas, maybe certain areas have certain type of attacks. I, I think that whole kind of like collection and going somewhere in the world to get those cards could be really interesting yeah and i also really like deck building mm -hmm. you deck build depending on like what kind of challenges you think you're gonna face wherever you are i just enjoy that aspect well there's also a lot of nuance to how like those systems of like we don't know if the card gets consumed when you use it we don't know if that Looks deck like will it. reshuffle if it permanently is consumed mm -hmm. we don't know if you're unlocking cards by finding them in chests or by leveling up, like all those questions can really influence whether that True. system frustrates me or is enjoyable. Mm -hmm. And so that's why I'm not like totally writing it off and just like a little nervous. Yeah. No, I, I trust them though. I understand that. It's a, it's a style where I feel like a lot of, a lot of people um, on IGN as well moan when they heard that, hear, mm -hmm. heard about that, that card hook. And so it's uh, it's up to these guys to prove that it works. I, I, I have games. I have faith. I think they'll, <laughs> they'll do it. I think they'll make believers out of, even naysayers like Tom and I. They, so. they haven't steered us wrong yet. And if you're That's still, you're still one of the holdouts that hasn't downloaded SteamWorld Dig Oh, for the two, love of God, you got to play honestly, SteamWorld Dig 2. <laughs> Come on. So what are you doing out there? It's a top 10 game, probably a top 6 game on the Switch. You should get it. Yeah, I, 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 love, I love that game. I put it right here in my notes. God, I love mm -hmm. SteamWorld. Um, okay, <laughs> moving right along. Speaking of games that we like to play, I'll play a little game this week. No, what kind of game is called it? Called Question Block. <laughs> That's not a game. A uh, little different uh, approach for Question Block this week. We we don't have a ton of questions, but we have two questions that I feel like will take a while to answer. So let's go ahead and jump in. Our first yeah. question comes from Corey Waite, who over on uh, YouTube, actually, in the YouTube comments. He left this. Uh, he said, I've been really struggling with what it is I want to do pers uh, professionally in my life. I'm going to be 30 in a few years, and this has been nagging at me for a while now. I sort of admire and look up to you guys for what you I'm sorry, for, for you guys, because you're doing what something that seems like it is a perfect fit for me, but I don't even know where to begin. I guess what I'm asking is, what helped you to get where you are today? So I kind of wanted to go round robin and talk a little bit about how we sort of fell into this career and um, what sort of the things that led us there. So Pear, you're, you're, you've got the most rich history, the longest for sure. So why don't you mm -hmm. talk to us about... Uh, <laughs> yeah. Thank you, the longest history. Uh, his hair looking You're old, particularly is what I'm great yeah. today. Uh, I went. Um, uh, I studied uh, literature and uh, journalism. I went abroad to study. I'm obviously not from here, so this is abroad for me. Mm -hmm. But I, I went to Japan and and uh, the U.S. and precisely, you know, I I didn't know what I what I wanted to do. I loved writing. I thought maybe journalism would be a direction I'd go in. Maybe working on documentary movies. And but I I didn't know. So I went to universities. Uh, halfway across the world to kind of find out. And then uh, I started doing some stuff on the side in Japan. I worked for Sony Music for a while. I did like subtitling. You know, I did some uh, game manual work. I ended up doing an internship for the official Nintendo magazine in Germany, mm -hmm. do one for a German news magazine, all that kind of stuff. And I was like, yeah, I really like writing. I want to do something creatively. And I, when I lived in Japan, I got into games. And I didn't know at the time that I could make that into my own career. I started a fan site, played around with that, saw that there was an opening at a print publisher for a, a job and applied and got it. And then, you know, obviously it's the early days of the internet, so you know, IGN happened and mm -hmm. we spun out the company as a uh you know, as a standalone company. Um and uh 
it, it, it's one of the things like you can't predict that. I I wasn't angling for that. I didn't think I'd be sitting here. I didn't I, I didn't I didn't think I was gonna do the job that I'm doing or that you could even make money with reviewing games either. Mm-hmm. At, at the time, it was just kind of silly. I'm sorry. And are you uh, saying you're paid for your reviews? Yes. Yes. <laughs> Activision sends me a check for all my reviews, especially games that are not made Stop by it. Activision. Stop it. It was uh, a bad joke. No, none of that is true. Um, no, but it's like I, I understand. Like when I, when I was a teen, I, w- I had all sorts of anxiety about like where to go. You're now in your 30s, so you're not, you, you know a little bit more about the world. Think about the things that you really love doing. Yeah. Because there's a way. You can start a YouTube channel. You can start writing. You can figure out freelance gigs and yeah. all that stuff. And that that sort of is a great segue into into my response to this question because I get this kind of a lot. Like I get people, and I'm sure you guys do too, reaching out on Twitter, reaching out on various platforms, saying like, "How do I get to do what what you're doing?" Um, and my biggest piece of advice is start doing it right now. Like if you want to write about video games, if you want to make videos about video games, stop doing the other stuff. Like I mean, have a job if you need to pay <laughs> bills, of course, but like. Just start making that stuff, and eventually you'll find a way to make that happen as like something that is a viable option for you, right? Like um, I studied. Actually, it's kind of funny to hear you say that you studied. Uh, uh, you wanted to make documentaries because that's where I started. I, I studied film and television mm-hmm. uh, it, with the express intent to go into making documentary films, and um, I did that for a while. I worked as a you know a PA, a grip, a utility, a B cam operator, a producer on all kinds of corporate and commercial projects and stuff like that for a long time. I was also a touring musician for a bit, but um, one of the things that was always constant in my life was video games. Like I've always loved playing video games, and uh, I, I kind of worked uh, tertiary to this industry for a long time. You know, like I, I was working these corporate gigs, but then every so often it would be like, oh, I'm going to go shoot a thing for Sony, or I'm going to go to this. Mm-hmm game launch thing and shoot interviews and so you know i kind of started to weasel my way into that inner circle of like okay now i know somebody at GameSpot, or now i know somebody at ign or now i know somebody here or there and it just so happened that um i got in tight with nick scarpino when he was still at ign i did a bunch of freelance work for him uh both here in the building and elsewhere where he was freelancing also and when he had decided to leave he called me up and he was like hey um i want to give you my job is this something that you'd be interested (laughs) in doing do you want to come in an interview and so i it was totally a case of just the right place at the right time i'd always wanted to work in games but wasn't expressly sure how to do it so i just started making inroads where i could and then one day i got the phone call that was like hey we're gonna pull you up to the major leagues so oh that's pretty cool yeah Mm that's good uh tom what about you uh, I, if you go back and you look at my, like, first grade, like, what do you want to be when you grow up? I was literally wrote, like, I want to review games. Like, really? I, yeah. yeah. My m- review and then review changed. And that was honestly because I read IGN back then. Oh. Um, but then that changed into make games. And then I went to college for game design. And then I got a job at a board game company and hated it. What? Just was awful. Oh, wow. I was in the sales department. Oh, it was oh, a yeah. nightmare. Do it. Um, and I bailed, and I got an internship at PC Gamer that led to a job at PC Gamer, which led to this job. Yeah. Um, I think the thing that I learned, and I learned from talking to a bunch of other people too uh, throughout different industries, is like the do it is extremely important, mm-hmm. but also like don't be afraid, especially if you don't know exactly what you want to do, like don't be afraid to go down a different path mm-hmm. or go down the wrong path and then be like, man, this isn't working and yeah. change or like, I'm not into this and change. Cause 
like you said, the not doing is worse than like doing something that is not helpful. Yeah, totally, I think yeah. people get caught up with the idea of like I only want to do this one <laughs> thing and everything else is terrible, yeah. right? <laughs> like like I've always wanted to work in games. It's funny you said that because I remember freshman year of high school writing an essay about like how I wanted to work for <laughs> Ziff Davis, publisher of EGM at the time. That's hilarious. Uh, yeah, I know. So full circle there. But, <laughs> I, you know, people get so caught up on the idea of like I only want to do this and everything else sucks. And it's like, hey, you're, you're, you have to have 50 bad jobs before you can have something that you're actually into and appreciate. I've so. never met a single human being who enjoyed their first job out of college ever in my life. I worked life. at a Starbucks. It was awful. Yeah. That's, what, that's what I'm saying. Like I, get – Get out of your town. <laughs> the, yeah. To me, the, honestly, that yeah. really helped. I grew up in a, in a small town in Germany, and like I moved to the biggest city there was, Tokyo, and like mm-hmm. just changed my perspective. And I discovered all these different things you could be doing. Mm-hmm. What about you? Um, uh, let's see. I got here with a lot of deliberate hard work, and then a moderate amount of luck and networking. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I just like. I mean, for me, like when I was in kindergarten, I wanted to be a zookeeper or a vet. And then I realized <laughs> I was way too squeamish to be well, a vet. Well, working on the wikis department, you're a little <laughs> bit of both. So. Yeah, <laughs> but um, anyway, in high school, I ended up falling into journalism because they cut all of the creative writing classes except for journalism and newspaper. Sure. And then I started writing about video games for my high school newspaper. I became the entertainment editor. I really liked it. Went to school for to university for magazine journalism. Um junior year of college I was like I'm gonna do something in my field because up to that point I had just been working at GameStop and I got a position as a copy editor and then news director at my university's radio station I produced a weekly live video game show I interned at Gamer Magazine over here in San Francisco mm-hmm. and realized like if I wanted to work in this industry I had to move here mm-hmm. but I continuously went to industry events like PAX and I just talked to people and I made friends with them and I constantly is any time an opportunity would come my way, I would take it no matter what it was. Even if I didn't think I was perfect at it, I would just do it. Mm-hmm. And I spread my talents a lot. Instead of just focusing on writing, I took a video editing class. I did radio. I would uh, I did a lot of um, brand ambassador jobs. I just did mm-hmm. a ton of different things and kind of to see what stuck. Yeah. And eventually I got let go from my marketing job at a healthcare company and that's right when you guys were looking for a pokemon wiki freelancer (laughs) perfect (laughs) who i got in contact with sam with was someone who i met during my internship yeah yeah so i mean wikis are a great way in for sure Mm -hmm. yeah you know some of our some we have some wiki contributors that we know by name you Mm -hmm. know Tig, for example, awesome work on all that yeah, Smash thank Brothers you so editing, much. freaking <laughs> awesome. Uh, so, no, but those, but those are the people that when they call you up, they're not mm-hmm. cold calling you anymore, right? Yeah. When they're when they're applying for your job, you're like, oh, you did all that, yeah, awesome. Yeah. yeah. I, I think the bottom line is sort of uh, keep your eyes and ears open, mm-hmm. uh, uh, stay optimistic, mm-hmm. and uh, ultimately, in whatever job you have, ask yourself the question like, which of these skills applies to? Mm-hmm my end goal like and what what can i take from this job yeah. that might help me get to the next level and like, also i think one of my biggest pieces of advice i give to people is like get good at the skill mm-hmm. that you want to do about the topic you can't just love video games you have to be good at something that you can apply yeah. to video games yeah, yep. yeah and if you really really want a job in the industry mm-hmm. just dm pair <laughs> <laughs> you get a job and yeah. you get it no, no, no. Uh, okay, we have time for one more question. Uh, Dan said that we only have two minutes, but I think we're going to be a little bit late to this voice meeting. I'm yeah. sorry. Um, and this comes, this is a handwritten letter 
Oh, you get bring so the few of these snail mail. I didn't, and we can talk about that in a bit. Um, okay, uh, this is from. It had uh, fan art on it. It did have. It had fan art on it. This is Matt from Madison, and he says, uh, "Hey, NVC crew, I think IGN needs a Nintendo editor." I know you were burned by your last one, but given the success of the Switch, the last two years seems like a prime uh, seems like prime time where a Nintendo editor is needed. Not only could that editor host NVC full time, but games that are not currently being reviewed by IGN, fitness boxing, he says in parentheticals, could get a review. Where is IGN with getting a new Nintendo editor? So this is kind of an uncomfortable question for us, but it's one that we've been asked a lot, especially yeah. in the last six months or so. So I, I, I humbly went to Pear and I said, can we ask this question on the air? I want to talk a little bit about it to, yeah. to the audience. Of course and the, the, uh, go ahead, take it away. Uh, we're not planning to hire a Nintendo editor right now. And the, the reason for that is we, you know, we shifted some of the positions at IGN into uh, kind of platform-specific positions. We brought on Tom at the time as our PC editor. And, you know, with, with Tom here, we realized Tom doesn't just play PC games. <laughs> he plays games on every platform. And so we, we kind of felt like maybe right now is not the time to have a, an editor dedicated to each platform um, and rather kind of, uh, you know, go, go for a more general setup because it allows us to be a little bit more flexible. What can happen with any of these platforms is... You've got an Xbox editor sitting there, and then no Xbox exclusives come out for like four months <laughs> or five months. I don't know what, what was that before Forza. There was a long time before we got something for the Xbox. And so, you know, that while there's value in having kind of like an ambassador or somebody who knows that platform so well as a company, uh, you know, that constantly has to fight, fight for its resources, probably wasn't the, the, the best setup for the time. Mm -hmm. So, Never say never, right? We might uh, go back to having platform leads in the future again, but right now that's not what we're going for. Uh, in terms of this show, yeah. I think we're looking at 2019... Uh in a very sort of holistic kind of organic way in that, you know, we want different people to host the show. We want a steady panel of, of NVC cast members that can rotate and be in the hot seat, but as well as comment on the, the things that we're talking about on a week-to-week -week basis. Like, there's a new Monster Hunter game coming yeah. out for the Switch. Casey's going to host that week. If there's a new Zelda or Mario thing, like Metroid, that's going to be me or Pear or Brian or, you know... If there's some kind of crazy bridge builder game that is the hottest thing in the world, eh, Tom might host and get over in the hot yeah, seat. But his favorite genre is bridge yeah, building. Yeah, the only thing that he plays. Yeah. How does yeah. this happen? How do these things happen? Yeah, mm -hmm. put that in Wikipedia, please. That's right. Put Tom it on. Marks. Put it on the Tom Marks wiki. So. It, yeah, I, I think that 2019 will be an interesting year for this show because we might have a lot of like rotating yep. hosts, but we have a core cast that is dedicated to bringing the absolute very best Nintendo coverage that we can. And in terms of like what that might mean for our relationship with Nintendo, I think we're doing fine. Like I think we're. I mean, I'm serious. Like we've always had one dedicated person that is like the the bridge to Nintendo, and now that person is Pear. What? So, yeah, I mean... I was at my job now. Well, I mean, that's... <laughs> what else are you doing all day? Uh, that's yeah. right. No, yeah. So, uh, yeah, I, I would like to say that, that... I'm sorry that it's taken us so long to answer these questions. Like, a lot of people have asked this thing, yeah. but, like, ultimately... I don't think any of us were really certain what the future looked like for mm -hmm. this position until pretty recently. So. Yeah. 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 And we're looking at some things, you know, we're, we're on the uh, tech and engineering side. We're working on a major tech infrastructure. Tech and engineering. Tech and engineering product. <laughs> um, we're working on some major upgrades to our infrastructure, right? It's a website that's existed for more than 20 years. Like, it's like cities built on top of the ruins of cities, right? Certain, like, you build something new in the upper left corner and something old breaks in the, in the lower right corner. And so we're working on some overhauls there and we hope that we can introduce some new cool community fe fe uh, f 
futures features this year as well and uh you know we, we might, might need a little staffing help on that end so we'll, we'll see what's next right on mm-hmm. uh and with that i'd like to thank matt for writing in handwritten letter very nice thank you so few of those that we get these days uh, and i want to thank each of you guys for being on the panel this week thank you so much for coming to talk about Thanks these, for hosting, Zach. these thank fun you, Zach. topics and thank you guys for watching remember we are nvc ign's nintendo show every thursday at 3 p.m on nvc.ign.com and every friday at 3 p.m on youtube.com slash nintendo voice chat uh next week we'll be back we'll be talking about more nintendo stuff tom might be here to talk about some bridge builder game who knows but i do know that this is the only place next week that you'll be able to get the thing. Get the thing.